0: thank you for joining the podcast today my name is Levetta Jenkins this is chattypassenger.com and I'm joined today with Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her husband Ryan Anderson talking all about her new docuseries that was released on Lifetime entitled The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard not to get in too much of the past Gypsy but did you ever suspect that your mother was lying to you and that you weren't really sick
1: um of course I had my suspicions um because obviously there was things that I knew that I didn't have wrong with me. And then there was other things that I, I didn't know um, to the fullest extent. So there was times that I would question, I'm like, do I really need this medication? Do I really need this? I would think to myself. Um, so yeah, I did have my little doubts.
0: A personal question I have to ask is, how was it that she was able to hide your age from you?
1: yeah so you know it was happening it probably started happening when i was about eight years old um and so i didn't ask questions as an eight-year-old um but it continued on until you know the crime happened and so i get that question a lot actually like how did how did you not know your age and growing up for birthday parties and for you know gatherings um my mom never put numbered candles on my cake um,
2: you also change just, your birthday, yes, like all the forms. And yeah.
1: Stuff. I mean, you know, things that was going on, I never asked for clarification because my mom handled all kinds of medical paperwork. There was never a need for me to know the exact date. Um, and so finding out that I was older than, than I thought was a little bit of a shock to me after everything. Um, and now I feel like Oh, I went from 19 to 32. Jeez, God, I got old so quick.
0: (laughs) With your mother telling all of the medical professionals that you were being homeschooled, isn't it shocking to find out that no one from any type of school system that you had been in or from any type of homeschooling system did any checks to see if you were actually, uh, you know, meeting school standards or coming out to the house just to check?
1: Um. You know i remember the doctors saying you know oh is she in school and my mom would say oh she's homeschooled we have her you know we're registered and there was no questions more about it mm-hmm. so i'm actually just finding out that you know it's illegal to not put your kids in school right. i'm like that's a thing why wasn't why didn't anybody say anything because i didn't know that <laughs>
0: Normally you only have about a second grade education because your mom did take you out of school, but we are all amazed at how smart you are and how quick-witted you are and how you can actually read and write the way you do. Was that a lot of work?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of hard work for me, Um, you know, getting my education was something that I prioritized and I worked and worked and worked. There was times that I wanted to give up. I'm like, I'm never going to get this. Um, And then I finally started picking it up. And, you know, I'm shout out to prison for giving me my education.
0: (laughs) Who would have thought. Gypsy, you mentioned in the documentary that there was so much more that you were looking to find out about yourself. Uh, Can you elaborate on that with us a little?
1: Um, Honestly, there are questions that I just, I have about the surgeries that I've had. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at my medical records in full detail. And so I think I just have a lot of questions as far as what I had done to me medically. Um, And also just questions to my family about things that happened before I was even born.
0: Ryan, also, thank you so much for being here. I have to ask you, what has life been like for the both of you since her release, especially with all the outpouring of love and support that your wife has now been given?
2: Uh, the, the My life after her release has been a whirlwind. It's been great. Um, everything's moved so fast, but it's been amazing. I've waited for this girl to come out for so long. And now that she's home, it feels great to have her here. Uh, the support and everything we've gotten from people has been tremendous. I, I can't thank people enough for everything. They, they love this wife. They love my wife uh, just as much as I do. So it, it's really great. And my life since her release has been tremendous.
0: Ryan, you're a school teacher. So what are your students thinking about this? Do they think that you're super cool? Or are they just adjusting really well to their teacher being married? Uh, I feel like
2: I am the coolest teacher ever my <laughs>
0: god
1: but that's me. <laughs> just
2: me um you know due to my past experience of losing a job with just you know her being my fiance and stuff I'm very careful of who I tell especially students um you know I haven't been back to school since it's been out that you know my wife's been released so I'm kind of curious I remember this fall a couple students, saw that I was married to her and they were very cool. Um, you know, they come up to me and ask a couple of questions and I was kind of like, keep it hush hush, um, because I do worry about that. I've had that experience before where it ended up costing me my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, right now I'm getting outcries of support and teachers are reaching out to me and telling me congratulations. And so the past experience made me do my current school I was open and honest with faculty and everything, and Mm -hmm. my boss. And so, there, there, it was no secret of who I was married to. So, it's one of those where they've been great and supportive. And I feel like I'm the
0: coolest teacher ever. That's just, I
1: think you are. That's just me. (laughs) But I'm biased. So, (laughs) yeah, absolutely
0: every media every uh outlet every blog every true crime podcaster everyone has kept up with this case since day 1 why was it so important for you now to share the story pretty much from your own lips
1: mm-hmm. um you know i wanted to put out something that was very accurate i wanted to put out something that was the truth um so much of what has already been put out there um, was either by people that honestly, they just didn't know the ins and outs of my case or my life. Um, and ultimately, I think that I'm the source. Like it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's, no one has the right but me to share my story. And mm-hmm. that's why it was important for me to do this docuseries because I can finally be like, okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm emotionally stable at this point. Um, I don't want to keep being haunted by the past. So this, this series is me letting go of my past.
0: With there being other retellings and other kind of made for Hollywood TV movies and such, what do you feel has been the biggest, one of the most biggest misconceptions as far as your mother and your case are concerned?
1: Um, you know, honestly, it didn't even have to do with me. Um, It was actually I haven't watched many, but I have watched at least two. Um, And for me, it was how they portrayed my mom. Um, I think people tend to forget that my mom, or at least maybe they don't even know that the reason why she was able to snow blind the doctor so much, and the community is because she was so friendly. So in these shows, they're portraying her as like mean all the time and that's not how she was she was like very charming um very relatable Mm -hmm. um she would give a hug to anyone um she would like to cook for people so like her personality was bubbly and friendly to the outside world and then what you see behind closed doors is her hitting me, calling me names and the abuse.
2: She let their guard down by just being nice.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Gypsy, while we were all watching the docu-series, um, you know, the several parts of it, we did see that there were other family members that you had specifically on your paternal side who we all think could have done a little something. Do you hold any grudges against anyone?
1: Um, there, my mother isolated me and her from her side of the family and also my dad's side of the family at a pretty young age for me. So I was probably about six years old when she started removing us a little more and moving away from our hometown that we grew up in. Um, I don't hold any, anyone, I get anything against anyone. I don't hold a grudge. Um, and I've actually told them all that. I'm like, I don't, put blame on you guys because I was six years old when she took me from you guys. Um, and I understand that you guys were just as much in the dark as everybody else is. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I constantly drive that home that I do not hold a grudge against anyone. Um, you know, my mother was good at manipulating and lies. Um, And that that's all there is, you know, there's no blame to be, not to me anyway, that there's no blame to be put on anybody else.
0: Did Child Protective Services, CPS, ever really try to do anything to help you?
1: They did come to my house um, and basically they were asking me the wrong questions. So they were looking, they're like, show me your arm, show me your legs. And they were checking for bruises. And at that point, my mom never hit me. Um, they wasn't asking the right questions to me.
0: How did your mom react to that?
1: She became like increasingly more paranoid after that visit from CPS. And um, she actually went as far as to remove the doorbell on the door, um, because she was just so paranoid about them coming back.
2: Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: With everything that you've been through, because I've watched the docu-series several times, how are you making sure to take care of your mental health to make sure that you stay good?
1: I mean, you know, I, I just kind of keep um, to the same thing that I've always done. If I feel, <clears throat> if I feel overwhelmed at any point, um, I will listen to music. It's sort of how I release the anxiety is I will close myself off in like a room or I close space put on my headphones and I'll journal for a little bit, or I'll just lay back in my bed and just decompress while listening to any song that I feel like is relatable in that moment. And that's how I relax and I, I stay mentally sane. And also like being married, uh, I can lean on Ryan for a lot of things that maybe if I need to talk and vent, um, this is this is my go-to right here.
0: <laughs> I'm honored, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Gypsy, how do you see yourself today and how has the personal image of yourself evolved over time?
1: Um I I see myself today as someone that is just basically trying to come out of prison, start her new life. Um I know that I have been branded something. Um and I'm just trying to remake myself, reinvent myself into something that my family could be proud of. My husband can be proud of. Um, So I think I'm getting there. I don't think I'm quite there yet, but um, I'm liking this this new version of myself.
0: Gypsy, while you were in prison, did you always know that there was going to be a day when you would get out, when you'd be vindicated and you'd be able to really get back to your life?
1: Um, I think that I've always been fairly optimistic. I think the only time that I was ever um, not optimistic about my fate was while I was in county jail. And I, and I talk about that in both my ebook and the documentary, um, how you know I lost faith at one point and it was, it was, it was really grim. Um, but then as soon as I knew that I was gonna be spending 10 years in prison and getting out of prison fairly young, um, I started having faith again, and I, I, my personality is pretty bubbly, um, I, I'm my glass half full type of person, yeah. so I always just had the faith that it was going to be okay at some point.
0: Absolutely. Questions for Ryan. I got to know with uh, all of the stuff that's going on with all the outpouring from the media and supporters, how are you able to really support your wife um, with this new transition with her being released and now getting acclimated to just normal life?
2: Um, you know, with all the attention she's getting, it's it's overwhelming. So uh, Gypsy, you know, from the very beginning, I've always told her. You know if it becomes too much let me know you know and we'll kind of take a step back but she has told me from the very beginning that you know i will let you know i'm a strong woman and she's very strong she can handle a lot and it's one of those where right now we're just enjoying it we're going along for the ride um but i'm there for whenever she needs it uh it's one of those where you know we have a routine when we we lay in bed at night and we just we converse we just talk and see what's going on with each other and we try to work it out. And there's hasn't been any major issues yet. So it's one of those where you know I'm just there for her. like she said, she leans on me when she needs to, but she's a strong woman,
0: very strong. A little bit of a lighter question here, Gypsy, what do you think about the I guess their Gen Zers who are all really kind of uh fanning after you and being some of your biggest supporters?
1: <laughs> um, you know, I'm coming into this just like brand new. I feel like I'm a new baby bird in, on the internet. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't even know how to do all of the emojis. Um, But I think it's great. And I think that, you know, they relate to me in a sense, because I'm coming out and experiencing things for the first time. So in many ways, things that I'm doing now, I should have been doing when I was like 16. And I'm just doing it now for the first time. So I think maybe I'm a little bit more relatable in that sense. And um, I think we all kind of feel the need to want to be loved and seen for who we are. So I think that that's the appeal about me is, is I'm learning about my identity while Gen Z is learning about theirs too.
0: For both of you, what is it like now to have this big, huge rush of fame? I know, Gypsy, you're a little bit more used to having a lot more public attention. But Ryan, both of you, actually, what is it like for you now? Uh, The most
2: challenging is when they take comments out of context and they run with it. And people make TikTok videos about something that I might have said and took it the wrong way. That's the most challenging is is everything you say is under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where I'm not used to that. You know, I'm just a Southern boy from Louisiana. So it, that's challenging to me. Um, you know, I, I just happen to fall into marrying the most beautiful woman in the world. So it's just one of those things where I feel overwhelmed sometimes with everything they say, the most rewarding mm-hmm. is just being with her.
1: And for me, like I'm, I'm just coming out of prison for eight and a half years and um everyone's well aware of my story before that. So um, I'm very new to social media mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm on a learning curve right now. So when I comment or even like someone's post, I have to realize that it will be seen by millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, you know, the rewarding side is I have this huge platform, which I can use for good. Um, it's kind of like a superpower. But on the downside, there's people making fake accounts in my name, right. scamming people. There's a rumor going around that I'm pregnant, which is not true at all. Right. Um, there, it's it's so much, um, so many eyes on us right now that it is a little overwhelming. And so, like Ryan said, we are taking the time at night to just vent, um, because we need to have those those releases of stress.
2: Right. Right. You know, I mean, you're not pregnant, but you're buying baby clothes, which is kind of weird, <laughs> because it was cute. It was
1: a cute little outfit.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: just playing, baby. Just playing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Gypsy, I previously mentioned that you had an outpouring of support from the public. Has any of that support been from anyone who we would call a celebrity?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I I have just actually checked my DMs like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just want to say that I don't consider myself a celebrity. I don't right. like the term celebrity. Right. Um, I like either well-known, I think well-known, or um, public, figure. public figure would probably be best to describe me um, because I, I consider celebrities to be actors, actresses, and singers. Um, and I don't fit into those categories. Um, but yeah, the, there has been some you know, celebrities that has reached out. Um, Elizabeth Smart actually reached out to me And I sent her a message back just telling her that I think, or, you know, I I knew of her story a long time ago. Um, I think that she's an inspirational woman. Um, And I definitely think that she's a great role model for me to follow, um, because she took her situation that was, you know, a bad situation, and she made a wonderful person out of herself in spite of it. So.
0: So I understand you wrote a book. Tell us a little bit about the book.
1: So... This ebook is not a retelling of events like in the documentary. This is more of like a reflection of everything that I have gone through. Um, It's deeply personal. I share things and stories that I guess just didn't have a place for anywhere else. So it was a format to where I could just fully be myself and be open about whatever I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to share with uh with readers
0: once all of your probation is over with gypsy what is the one thing or what are you looking forward to doing
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Travel. travel yeah i have a very um strict travel restrictions um anytime that i need to leave the state or want to leave the state um i have to get permission from my parole officer um And thankfully, uh, he was able to let me go to New York this last week. Um, But that will be one out of, you know, maybe only a handful uh, for this year. So I'm not able to do that a lot. So whenever I'm off parole, I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Rome. I want to just I want to go to Switzerland. Shoot. I I want to go everywhere. Yeah, just travel, be able to just have no restrictions as far as travel or worrying about my parole and if yeah just just have that freedom yeah complete complete freedom
2: (laughs) nobody telling her what she has to do or
1: Mm. no one to answer to
2: right
0: gypsy what do you hope people will get out of the docuseries like what was really your basic intention behind uh going through all of this and releasing it
1: um, I really want people to just watch the series and and feel like they have a better understanding of who I am as a person, what I've gone through, who I am now, and how I had to get to where I am now by going through some really hard things that were even after um the crime and getting arrested and everything because I spent eight and a half half years in prison. So that was a long time for me to at least make some mistakes, learn from them. Um, And I think people just kind of need to see me as, okay, I'm just a person. Mm -hmm. I'm not a character from a TV show. So how uh, there's evolution within me. There's evolution even going on right now. Um, So I hope they get that from the series. I hope they also look at my story and also take from it that this could happen to anyone and Munchausen by proxy syndrome is far greater than what people might think. So the numbers, you know, there's no way to calculate the numbers, um, but it's not talked about enough. So go talk about it, talk about my story and, and realize that, hey, if you see something that just seems a little bit off, um, whenever you see a child and, and they might be in a situation where you're like, hmm, that just doesn't seem right to me. Say something like what's the worst that could happen?
2: It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to do, but you can do it.
0: And thinking about your future, have you given any thought to having a job or what type of career you'll really have after you know all of this and the dust is settled?
1: I um, you know, right now my life is way too hectic for a 9 to 5 right. going forward. Um I think that you know, I might get a little bored not having an, a day-to-day job. So I might want to have one um right now I'm not wanting one. Um <laughs> not wanting to take that on, but I think a couple months down the road I I just might um career-wise, you know, what I might want to get into I like to do people's hair. I like to do makeup. I'm a total girly girl, so you know, I might want to do something in retail. Um at a at a shop that I really like and enjoy. Also, I might get discounts, which would be cool. Mm. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean eventually, just not right now.
0: So Gypsy, what are your hopes for the future or how you hope that your story could help or impact others that are in really tough situations? Mm
1: -hmm. um personal goals right now um are just having a lot of family time making amends with those that were really hurt by not only the crime but also learning that the people that they knew meaning my mom and i before i got arrested in my crime were not not real they weren't real people it was a fraud and we we weren't those people. So now coming out, I just want to make amends with those people and show them who I am and kind of like reintroduce myself to these people that I knew from before. Um, and I'm having they're having to learn me now. Um quality time with family, quality time with friends, um, learning how to cook um with my mother-in-law and Christy. Um being a good wife, like improving myself as a wife, um, are all personal goals for me right now. Um, I think professional wise, aside from that nine to five, um, (laughs) um, you know, I think that I will always be Gypsy Blanchard to the media, but I think that I am putting the Gypsy Blanchard that people knew from several years ago in the past and i think going forward you know i am married so i'm now going forward as gypsy rose blanchard anderson um and what that means for me is okay reinventing myself as a new person all right the prison gypsy is over mm-hmm. now this is this is the new gypsy and let's let's form this new identity for me and see what I can do, you know, see the power of my voice. I've already used the power to share my story, um, for myself. Let's see if I can share maybe other people's stories and, um, give them a voice.
2: Voice of the voiceless. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Gypsy and Ryan for being my guest today. And thank you all for listening to me. I'm LaVetta Jenkins for chattypassenger.com.